Hello and welcome to the SoCal Artist Podcast. This is Ryan Kinseth and today we're going to talk about the journey that I've started with Prince. Thank you for joining. This episode is going to be about my journey beginning off with getting Prince in my art store. To get us started here, I'm going to talk about what I've learned so far in the process of making prints and what I see would be a, a valuable way to head down with my printmaking process. So this episode is geared towards those of you that paint and would like to make prints, not from websites that make it for you, such as Society6, where I've used before, and Redbubble, TeePublic, um, and even Etsy, I, I'm i trying to go more down a route where I'm in control of the process. I'm learning you know, how much it's costing to put into the printing, the scanning, the packaging for materials, the shipping costs, and really factor that into when I put the, the prints out in the marketplace, what's the margin I'm making on the, on the product itself, and you know, how can I reduce the cost for shipping and how can I reduce the cost for prints? Um, and so I'm going to, I'm going to give you from what I've learned in this journey. And it's, you know, I've only been a couple months deep into this process, but I've already made quite a few mistakes that I didn't realize I was making till later on. So let's, let's talk about it. So to get us started here, uh, one of these days I'm going to bring on someone who's really successful in printing, uh, printing artwork and you know, organizing the entire process themselves. But let me start it off by saying the way I found the place that I go to for my prints uh, was shopping around. So when I was looking up different printing places, I was looking to see you know what what ratings did they have? Um, you know, was it a local printing place? Was it accessible to me? Uh, and I was pretty much going heavily off the reviews. So over here in Los Angeles or Santa Monica specifically, I found a place called Art Printer in Culver City. They're a great group of people. I called them and, you know, asked quite a few questions. They recommended I come in. And so I did. I, I came in and, you know, we talked about it. We talked about the different papers they offer, how much it costs to uh, to order this each of these different papers, and then also how to ease the process. Um, you know, if I decide I like uh, print, you know, how do I quickly get orders? Well, let's go to their website, put in the dimensions, and then, you know, we'll make the print happen. Uh, so I was really impressed with the process and decided, okay, this is the shop I'm going to go to. You know, later down the line, who knows uh, when I start getting really tight with my margins and, you know, if I start getting heavy orders in one area and need a, need a quicker demand, you know, I'll see what they can do for me. But in the meantime, this is perfect for me. So... Yeah, getting getting started into the the specifics of going down the printing process. Let me give you some examples of what's been happening with prints um, in terms of pricing. So pulling up a receipt here, you know, I got uh, 
I, I've done quite a few scans and quite a few different versions of prints, but typically where the, the heaviness lies and um, what, what's typically the bigger factor in terms of cost is scanning. So to give you an idea, you know, you'll be in the ballpark of 40 so dollars for a, you know, a 12 by 12, um, a little bit less, a little bit more, depending on where you go to. And then, you know, for something smaller, like in the, you know, uh, eight by 10, um, eight by 10 range, you, you might be in the thirties, uh, could possibly be in the late twenties in terms of how much it costs in us dollars for a scan. And there's ways around this. If you are really, really, really tight for money and you have photography skills, maybe your best bet is to take pictures of your artwork because the scan is going to be the most cost, um, cost heavy part of the process here. I mean, I got a, I got a piece that's, you know, 24, I can't remember the dimensions over two feet, uh, in, in, uh, length. And then, you know, maybe a foot in, in width, um, a little over a foot in width. And it's going to cost in the ballpark of, you know, 60s, 70s or 80s, depending on, uh, what I'd like to do with this, this particular scan. But, um, I'm sorry to put that specifically. It's a it's a big piece. I I don't work on these canvases, so I don't know like my 11 by 14s or my 12 by 12s or my 8 by 10s. But uh, it's gonna cost in the ballpark of 80 80 or so dollars from when I discuss this. So if you're if you have photography background, what I would recommend doing is you know maybe get a studio set up for for taking a picture of your um, your painting whether it's oil or acrylic or watercolor, whatever it is, get a, get a quality picture, use color correction. If you're into Photoshop or Lightroom, um, work with what you can and you're going to save quite a bit of money in terms of scanning. Um, but if you're like me and you've tried to take pictures of your heavy, heavily dark paintings and you know it keeps glaring the light reflection and you know, I'm not too familiar with how to reduce the light reflection on a, on a heavy, heavily black painting when you're trying to use natural light. It, it was a headache for me. So I said, screw it. Let's, let's just scan these. I, it's taking the ease out of the process. I can focus on other areas. I'll, I'll eat the cost for scans. I'm okay with it. But you know, if you have that background, then for sure, go all in, go take your pictures because you're going to save some money if you're good at photography and color correction. So once you have that, I mean, it's it's such an easy process. Once you have the scan or the photo that you're going to be using, uh, you're going into these, you know, these printing places and you're pretty much uploading a file to them that, you know, might be a TIFF, T-I-F-F, or it might be a PNG for those of you that work on digital art. Um, I think JPEG would probably get too pixelated, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that. That's how they would do prints for scans. But like I said, I'm not a scanning shop, so I'm talking to you about what I do know. I once you have that picture or that scan, it's easy. You are picking the paper you want, whether it's a warmer paper, a thicker paper 
uh, a cooler looking paper. I'm typically using the the paper that's a, a lighter color, like a cooler white for those of you that are familiar with different whites and not a warmer white because the warmer almost has that that sepia looking filter or that western type, um, you know, older looking paper, which could totally work for some pieces. But I like that clean, cool look. So the scans are, you know, they're in the, the realm of, um, uh, I'm sorry, the, that, the scans were the more expensive part of the process. Uh, the prints are what are going to be around, you know, $10, $12, um, could could get closer to the 20s depending on how big it is. It's not going to be nearly as much as um, it costs to scan, but what's going to happen is if you took, if you ate that cost for scanning, you're going to want to allocate, you know, okay, it, my scan cost me $36 and my print cost me $10, and here's what I'm charging for the prints. How, much, how many sales do I have to get before I hit my break-even point? You're going to find that when you're going through this process in the very beginning, you're going to be dropping money, whether it's to, you know, let, let me give you a quick background here because I'm going to, I'm going to take it off to a different note. Uh, I'm also a national sales manager in my full-time job and uh, was a district sales manager for a company. And I'm going to start getting into um, how we're focusing on where the attention is and that's something we we train and we you know we, we make sure we are capitalizing on in our other position uh so where is the attention and so what i'm doing here let me just tell you what i'm doing i'm sure people might reach out to me and say well i did it this way i'm, I'm sure there's other ways to do this but here's what i do I get my scans of everything. I'm going to take my unbiased opinion out of the out of the process. There's some paintings that I'm like, I don't think people are going to purchase this this print. But the feedback when I posted it on social media was very welcoming and, you know, receptive. Maybe it struck some people a different way. So my my initial thought was, you know, maybe I don't need this scan, but here's what I'm doing. I I'm scanning everything that I think is worth making a print out of or, you know, somewhat worth making a print out of because really we're in that testing phase. We don't know what the market wants yet. Um, so scan everything, order inventory. So don't, you know, you can, you can do limited edition inventory. Um, I'm not open ordering yet where, you know, I'm going to let people just keep ordering and ordering because I need a really, really make sure I, I know the logistics of my process here, pretty much the supply chain of how I'm going to package, ship, box, or envelope, um, and be able to fulfill these because I don't know about you, but I, I also have another job, a full-time job, and I need to make sure I'm efficient with my time. So limited edition, it's testing the marketplace, scan everything, get prints of you know, I would I would say get at least two two to three prints of every single piece you're scanning, and test the marketplace. You know, hopefully you've built up your brand a little bit to the point where now you've got a got a bit of an audience here, and you can post a a right hook, um, Gary Vee would call it, and 
and say, hey, I got some prints. Go to my website. Go to my Facebook Marketplace. And by the way, I, I connected both my Facebook Marketplace and my website. So if someone orders off of my website, they're ordering off my Marketplace and vice versa. So you're, you're posting that right hook and say, I got these prints. Um, come check it out. And, and watch how quick or how slow people are going to purchase the product. If you have, you know, uh, a piece that just sold all three prints within the same day, then you know what you might you might want to go uh, hire an inventory on this product. And then on the other end of the spectrum, if you have uh, a print or a scan of a, a painting, you ordered two prints and it's sitting there and it's weeks and weeks are going by and no one's purchasing it. it turns out you're gonna have to you know throw it for a discount or or figure out you know um, how you're gonna get this this print out there. Maybe that's not the one that you continue purchasing inventory for. Or on the other end of the spectrum here, because you know this is my this is my podcast, and I you know I'm just gonna talk about my thoughts here. I'm really diving into Facebook ads, uh, and this is gonna come from YouTube because I don't have anyone teaching it to me. But there's been some extremely helpful uh, videos on conversion ads, so getting people to perform actions, uh, lead generating ads, whether when you're trying to get people's information to be able to send, you know, pieces out to them and say, "Hey, you know, Susie, I, I um, thank you for uh, liking my art page." Um, want to let you know I have prints available for you to purchase, you know, for maybe this holiday occasion or for an anniversary or what have you, whatever you tend to, to make the marketing go to. But lead generation conversion ads, um, Facebook ads are going to be where I'm diving into and making sure I'm getting a return on my investment that's that's cost effective. So to put it to put it simply it's it's getting the scan of all the pieces uh that I've that I've worked on that I feel had just a hunch that there might be someone out there that wants a print getting two or three of each inventory and using that as an indicator to which ones I'm going to start purchasing more inventory for and start opening up orders for um so it's going to start off limited edition and then move into open orders. <clears throat> Excuse me. When I'm talking lightly, it, it tends to crack. Uh, move into open orders. So that's that's the beginning process here. Now, some if you've stuck around this long into the podcast, because um, keeping this one, you know, a medium length today, I I do I'll give you one mistake I've already made. So I'm purchasing the the prints. So I got the scan, I purchased the prints, and I use USPS envelopes. So um, if you don't know USPS, you can just order their envelopes, and it's not going to cost you anything because USPS is trying to stay in business and have people use their their service, um, and they also make the money in, in possible shipping costs and what have you. Um, so they'll they'll ship you the the envelopes. So I have the envelopes. I have the prints. I have um, the scan if I ever need to make more prints. And then 
getting a clear envelope to put the 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 print inside of and a cardboard backing so the prints don't get folded here's my biggest mistake that i just learned following purchasing all the inventory is if you're going to print an 11 by 14 and you really like that half inch border around the entire print scale the print down to 10 scale it down one inch on both length and width so 11 by 14 scale it down to 10 by 13 and then put that half inch border surrounding the the print because it I, for me i like it it looks nice and that will make the dimensions of the print 11 by 14 what you'll come to realize is if you just added a border to a print that was an 11 by 14 or a 10 by 8 by 10 um, you know a common common print and you just made it an inch bigger you just added more money to the process uh, in terms of your expenses for shipping because now you have to find an envelope that's 11 or that's um, 12 by 15 and you have to find envelopes uh, or a clear envelope for a 12 by 15 and you have to find a backing board that's 12 by 15 and for those of you that know supply and demand in economics if there is not much demand for the product uh, in terms of um, the amount of people that are purchasing, then they're good at this is probably a product that is not being purchased very often and is a higher priced commodity because um, when it does get purchased, it's you know it's they're not making as much of it um, because it's not in high high of demand so. Now you you're paying a little bit more for a. It's like any of the any of you that have purchased a battery that's like one of those crazy weird batteries that you didn't know existed, and you know our double A's or triple A's tend to be already expensive, ten to fifteen dollars depending on the pack. But then you purchase that one battery that's that's tiny and it's like twenty bucks, and you're like, what? This one little battery is. 20 bucks it's because no it's not being purchased and they wouldn't be in business if uh you know you you were the only customer that purchased this little battery and it was five dollars i mean what's that doing for their business they it's it's a rare item but um when it's in need it's it's gonna it's gonna boost their sales so same thing with envelopes for packaging get get make sure your dimensions are at, at a area where it's a very common uh, purchased shipping package because those are going to run cheaper so that's my biggest mistake that i've learned early on in this process and i'm going to keep this process going you know you'll see this podcast come back around with my other mistakes that i've learned um, along the way you know we'll make a podcast on facebook ads because Man, when I dive into that one, I'd really like to get an expert on the on the the topic here, but I know that's what we have to dive into as an artist to really make sure you're putting marketing uh, alongside your organic reach into Facebook ads to hit the right audience, especially with prints. So that's all I have for the podcast today, but any questions you have for me, please reach out to my email that's in the bio. 
and I want to thank you for joining me along on this journey. Thank you for, for being awesome. Thank you.